Oh wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Bad Bit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube at The Trophy Room. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you really, really like us, consider dropping a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Now, I, I took to heart what you said last week at the beginning of the episode, where, like, I'm, I'm always saying that I'm down, like, I'm okay, yeah. not good. I was fully coming into this to be like, you know what? I'm pretty good. Yeah? But for reasons that we're going to get into, it's You're been so a tough today. week. It's it been a been. tough week. Yeah. I'm very excited about the Game Awards and, yeah. and hanging out with you for our Extra live stream, finishing that up, playing yeah. games, and doing our live episode of Real Talk, and then... Hopefully seeing some really cool game awards and just seeing yeah. video games being acknowledged and appreciated uh, for the awards. I'm very excited for that. But uh yeah. It's been a it's been a weird and unfortunate week in the the games industry world. Yeah. A lot of weird discourse coming on just straight yeah. out toxic discourse coming out of it. But I am excited. Also, real talk, I hate yeah. the I hate discourse now. I just hate it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I just hate it. Too much the, of it's going on. <laughs> yeah, and like it. toxicity, it always just brings me back to like System, system of a Down. System of a Down, yep. Yeah, and I'm like, God, that song slaps. In our city. city in, in our city. city. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the energy we're coming in today. Yeah. I, I, I'm digging it. Uh, yeah, no, if you guys haven't checked it out, we're doing our extra live stream, our last extra live stream, legitimately today as of this podcast coming out at 2 p.m. EST time. Uh, we will be streaming all the way until the uh, Game Awards and then post-Game Awards. We'll then we'll be streaming our uh, top surprises of the show. So pretty much we'll be covering it like a little mini episode of talking about what games won and more importantly, all the big surprises that are bound to come up because PlayStation said, tweeted out today, Hey, gang, be on the lookout. Tune into the Game Awards. So what does Uncle PlayStation have in store for us? Lord only knows. Do I have but, to resend my ears into Cerny? Um, I'll talk to the PlayStation them again delegation. for some reason. <laughs> he might. <laughs> he okay. might. Because remember, Tempest Sound, it's not on the TV yet, only in the headset. So you might need mm-hmm. our ears mm-hmm. yet again. But you know what? This week, going to be a good week. Because today we're talking about Ghost of Tsushima winning an award at the Game Awards already. We're going to be talking about Mass Effect and Dragon Age leads leaving Bioware. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man Miles Morales getting an awesome free update. Cyberpunk uh, 2077 reviews are out. And surprisingly enough, it's awful. Uh, Not the game. Great. Discourse, not so much. And also uh, some warnings if you suffer from epilepsy for Cyberpunk 2077. Of course, we're going to get all in that and more. But before we do, Kyle, we like to start the show off with what you've been playing. So, anything you've been playing, man? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. before since last week, um, yeah, it's been since last episode, I platinumed Immortals. Phoenix Rising. Um, as of this recording, mm-hmm. I want to make sure this is actually updated because it didn't update when I platinumed it. I believe I'm the sixth person in the world to platinum that game. 
Wow. According to PS, PSN profiles. Uh, I'm very proud of this because there are the guides were incomplete. Right. Because people were still playing it and trying to figure things out. So I was very I was very lucky that when I was doing one of the trophies is you have to glide for a thousand meters uh continuously, which is not that hard once you, if you have all your stamina upgraded. Right. Um and as I was doing it, I found the last lieutenant that I couldn't find because my issue with this game uh-huh. is that all of the things we talked about it when we were talking about the uh uh oh my god the galaxy constellation puzzles yes. with the, the Those orbs, puzzles are the worst where it's hard to find it doesn't give you an area of where to search for things the mm-hmm. same thing for like this they're just lieutenants that are like powerful bosses just uh, dropped around the world, and yeah. they don't tell you where they are or what section they are. You just kind of have to like you run into them fine. organically. Yeah. So I was, yeah. I was like, "There's one more thing I need for wings because when you beat them, you get the a different set of wings oh, for nice. Phoenix." Yeah. I was like, "I'm, I'm missing one. I know mm. I've gotten everything else. I've counted them up. I know there's one left. I just couldn't find them. And lucky enough, as I was zooming by, I, I saw them, and I was like." Yes, I can. I can sleep now because I was literally like three or four hours of me searching for this dude. Nice. Um, but yeah, Immortals is fantastic. It's forty bucks on PS4 and Xbox One already. Mm-hmm. That's a steal for this game. We love it here. Uh, it yeah. is exactly the kind of game I needed right now. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, so oh, I got bumped down. I am eighth in the world. Now. Oh come on! Somebody, somebody didn't. Uh, sink the trophies. <laughs> what I, did, I I'd so. like no. I'd like to speak to someone's manager. That's, yeah. that's what I like to know. My buddy was cheated out of sixth place. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, but it's awesome. Go give it yeah. a try, especially if you want something more lighthearted mm. uh, in the holiday season. It's it's definitely that. Yeah, and for forty bucks, like it, it, for like a part of me goes, ah, oh, that sucks. Ubisoft believe in this game, but like at forty bucks, it's a gosh dang steal. Absolutely. Like, it really is. And so go out there, buy it. It's definitely worth the 40 mm-hmm. bucks. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real solid game. Of course, we recommend it. And, of course, Ubisoft provided us codes for that game, which is just yep. FYI there. Um, for me, I've been just playing a little bit more Little Big Planet. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. Every time I nope. think of this game. It happens. Sackboy, a little adventure, a little big adventure. Um, I love this game, man. And the soundtrack is so surprisingly good. Like, it's just great. There's a lot of, just a, t- a ton of quality songs, but a lot of them unoriginal. Like, we got Bruno Mars, like, Britney Spears mm-hmm. in here. Um, and, like, they're all remixed. They're they're really, this. the game is just fun and lighthearted in, you know, the middle of the winter. It's definitely, a, 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 like, a, like, a cozy game to kind of mm-hmm. get into. Uh, and then to be on the complete opposite side of that spectrum, I've been playing Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Call which, of Duty. Let me tell you something. I'm in it. Like, multiplayer-wise, this game is so, so much fun. We talk about it on the Road to Greatness, the latest one right right now out for patrons. So much fun. But, man, the single player I cannot get into for the life Mm -hmm. of me. I don't know what it is about it. And then, right now, I am planning out my Demon's Souls Platinum that I hopefully should have done by, uh, by the Christmas break. Or by the beginning of the new year, so that's what I've been up to, man. It's that's awesome. It's it's been awesome. I'm waiting for Cyberpunk now. Uh, I'm in that that mode where I'm just like, okay, I'm here. 
It's yeah. been like eight years in the making. Let let's see what this game. Let's see all yeah. the fuss is about. Which of course we'll get to that fuss. But that before, was that yeah. was my issue this week when I Platinum Immortals was like, okay, do I start another game, or no. do I just wait a couple days and just wait for Cyberpunk? And that's what I did. I just kind of like doing Star- some mindless word searching, whatever. Yeah. And I'm waiting for Cyberpunk. I'm hoping I dig it. Mm-hmm. And Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs are just gonna have to wait till next year at yeah. some point. Just stare yeah. at the paint, wait for that th- baby to dry, and then yeah. get into cyberpunk. That's yeah. it. That's all you need. Uh, that said, listen, before we square up the news, of course, it's time to thank our patrons. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, over the last year and a half, you patrons have come in. Like we always say, if we ever gotten you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, uh, the whole COVID situation really does mean a lot. Throw us a buck our way. It really helps improve the show, keeps the lights on. It's the reason why we're able to sound so good, look so great. And it's all because of your generous generosity. Uh, I'd like to thank our newest members, which I forgot to do last week. And let me tell you, I had this guilty anxiety for literally up until this point. Because I hate when I forget names, and I did it last week. So our newest I members, that. I very much apologize. Uh, I want to give a good, a big shout-out to GigaNap, uh, uh, P- uh, Peter Epperson, our silver member, and Kyle Grimm, our latest silver member as well. I want to thank our platinum producer, Todd Burwitz, our gold producers, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Gottfried, Giffen West, Erica Scherer, Jose Jimenez, Too Soon, our silver plus members, uh, Jedi Master Ren, Hide Indoors, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Martinez, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Von Metal, and Tim Ulf. Thank you all so much for your generosity. It really means a lot. And hopefully... By the break, we can show you the next step of the trophy room because of your generosity. Um, again, just totally blown away and humbled by all the all the yeah. support. Thank you. It all was so really awesome much. seeing uh, 2020's Spotify unwrapped and seeing our podcast in there a yeah. couple times for some people, like the most listened podcasts of the year. That so, always blows me away. Appreciate you. A yeah. Ton. Honestly, because like a lot of people are like, oh, you're getting me through my 2020. I'm like, you guys are getting us through Seriously. our 2020. So thank you all so much. Also, you know what? Before we screw up the news, an unshout out to Podbean. Why can't you have better, <laughs> you know, our RSS feed service? The reason why we're here. Why can't you have better Spotify integration so I can see yeah. my wrapped uh, podcast yeah. form for the trophy room? I want cool graphics. I don't want to have to do that myself. Come on. Come on, Bean. Come on, Podbean. That's it, Kyle. It's time to square up the news. Uh, This comes from Wesley LeBlanc over at IGN. Ghost of Tsushima wins Player's Voice Award at the Game Awards. Jeff Keighley has revealed that Ghost of Tsushima is the Game Awards Player's Voice Award winner this year after three rounds of voting from fans. The Game Awards will take place on December 10th, and it's there that awards like Best Narrative, Best Direction, and of course Game of the Year will be announced. These awards are voted on by uh, by both a curated voting jury and fans. But in those instances, the voting jury accounts for 90% of the vote, while the fan vote accounts for the other 10%. That's not the case in the Player's Voice Award, which is entirely decided upon by fans, or really anyone who signs into the Game Awards to vote. There's no vote weighing involved with this award, so Ghost of Tsushima is the game that got the most total votes out of all the other nominees. It beat out other 2020 releases like The Last of Us Part II, Hades, and Doom Eternal. 
Ghost of Tsushima saw its placement in the rankings shift each round. It had a 3% lead over The Last of Us 2 during the second round of voting, 14% and 11% of the votes respectively. And then when the final round began on December 6th, The Last of Us 2 climbed to 43% of the vote, while Ghost of Tsushima only had 31%. Then with just four hours to go before the closing of votes, Ghost of Tsushima jumped up to 47%. Ooh, those mail-in ballots, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dropped to 33%. That was the last update Keeley gave of the voting percentages before announcing Tuesday that Ghost of Tsushima is the Player's Voice Award winner for the Game Awards this year. That's right. That's right. The Game of the Year won. So no matter what happens <laughs> tomorrow night or as you're, you're listening, whatever happened, um, guess what? We know the truth. Okay? Keely, I'm going to be sending you my $30 for a recount because I <laughs> yeah. think that's the process of this. Like Trump had to pay $3 million or whatever. Yeah. I, it's 30 bucks. It's 30. For a <laughs> this is small beans. Small potatoes. Yeah, it's small 30 beans. bucks. And then, like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, goes to Tsushima, just gets like three more percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Damn it. Damn it. I lose again. You know what, though? Listen, Jeff Keeley has this cute little award show. Right, it's yeah. all fun. It's all great. Everybody's having a good time. I guess it's big news. I don't know, because you know what's the big news every year? What everybody's talking about? Mm-hmm. The Trophy Room Awards. Yeah. We started this back in what 2018, I think, mm-hmm. a simpler time. I think so. And what we like to do every year is to get the fans involved. So link in the description right here, right now. You can vote on your Game of the Year nominees, uh, all different types of categories. I think we have over 20 categories. Mm-hmm. Of of games, so. awesome fun like stuff like best trophy list, best launch title, best PlayStation Five uh, ability or, or or you know knickknack, and our game of the year, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls Remake, Final Fantasy Seven Remake, and somehow Fall Guys got in there. So there you go. Those are oh. our nominees. <laughs> no shade. Stop with this shade. Oh, no what, shade. what are you doing here? Um, listen, I'm just. What I'm not telling people is just go and vote for Ghost of Tsushima. That's no, not what I'm saying. No, let's not do that. Let's okay. not. Uh, I all Make I'm doing right is logging onto the form because I want uh-huh. to see how many people have voted uh-huh. so far. So far, uh, seventy four. Seventy four people, 74 which is people. pretty incredible. Yeah. So get more. Get, we got to get more people out there. We shared this yeah. on Twitter. Now we're sharing it out there to the world. It's time. The time is now. Kyle. Joe. How do you feel about this? this? Like, it's weird that, like, already, all of a sudden, we have, like, a winner for the Game Awards. Why not just announce this I, at the show? Yeah, it would have been cool just at the show. Um, I'm okay with this. Obviously, I enjoy Ghost. I'm not right. going to be mad that Ghost won an award, because I'm not, because it's a great game, Insomniac. No, not Insomniac. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sucker, Sucker Punch. Punch. <laughs> I was about to have my PlayStation card <laughs> taken away from me. Uh, Sucker Punch killed it with Ghosts. It's yeah. a phenomenal game, and it deserves uh, some awards. Um, I do think there might have been something fishy with the Last of Us haters out there purposely weighing the vote in Ghost's favor to make mm-hmm. Last of Us diehards fans upset. Right. Listen, Last of Us Part Two is my game of the year. I'm not upset that it didn't win this. Um so it does. I'm not one of those toxic ass people that are going to <laughs> be mad over an award that I won't get on my shelf. Mm-hmm. But um, you're not going to send Jeff Keighley an angry letter when he opens it up. It's like a. It's just a poorly no. drawn angry face. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. You know, create a PowerPoint presentation and this is a moonlight situation <laughs> at the Oscars and yeah. La La Land. That's yeah. that's not the issue here. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it just I, it's sad that that is where my mind went to. Mm-hmm. Is that they're they're crappy people on the internet trying to weigh it in a certain direction just to make another group of people upset. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm happy with this. I'm a <laughs> the Game Awards as a whole. I'm a little bummed out the, over the last week. Um, mm-hmm. Why? But I'll well I'll, I'll, I want to hear your thoughts on this first before okay. I get into that. Okay. Well, for me, first off, I think it's even more of an awkward situation when it, in terms of like La La Land and Moonlight because I liked both of those movies. Sure, yeah. You know, and I'm like, I really like. Why is everybody hating on La La Land? I really like no, the songs. It's great. Yeah. And Moonlight like made me cry several times. So like, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. what's the deal here, folks? Why can't why can't we all get along? When it why comes not both? to why not both? <laughs> When it comes to Ghost of Tsushima winning People's Voice Award uh, at the Game Awards, I think, first off, awesome. This is great great yeah. news for Sucker Punch. They're a small team, believe it or not. So seeing this award and seeing them kind of, you know, edge out The Last of Us, edge out Naughty Dog, that's a huge accomplishment by the team. Yeah. And I definitely think you're, you're right. There are some folks that definitely voted for Ghost so that Last of Us didn't win. Um, and I, I'm not going to like sit here and try to, you know, um, I don't know, you know, 538 this and and try to give you a prediction of what's the percentage of people that, that didn't or or did. Um, but I would like to say, I think this could also speak to kind of a bit of a divide between audience and people that do review these games. Like, you know, there was a fallout with last of us part two, Game still sold incredibly well, but like, does this speak to how much maybe Ghost resonated for more people after the fact? Sure. Yeah. Possibly. Um, I also understand why like, you don't do it. You know, you do it in a Twitter post rather than the actual show, because then that's going to confuse people. The thing that mm-hmm. I find the most interesting, though, is seeing that w- when when all the votes, the jury comes in the shadow organization the gaming illuminati yeah they account for 90 percent. all of us voting only 10 which is fine because we're the internet it's just interesting yeah. to me that's what yeah. i find like, like that's my biggest takeaway is like huh all right and it also makes me think maybe i'll pass this on to you will we get to a point with these game awards where we we don't have a voice would that be good mm. like it's like the oscars mm. Like I don't know who's who's voting in the Oscars. I have no idea. It could yeah. just be Whoopi Goldberg, and she's <laughs> the deciding factor there. You know. I just I imagine know. Whoopi sitting in like a very elegant, <laughs> important-looking chair, just yeah. passing ju- judgment on these on these movies. That one could go. This yes. one could come in. <laughs> Nominated but not win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're Sister uh, Act three. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's I, I don't know. I hope that fans will still have a, a have a voice in this. Um, yeah. And yeah, having just this one category for people's choice is great. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the other categories as well. There's ten percent of it. Yeah, it's, I don't know if it that will get smaller and smaller depending mm-hmm. on what they what they see. Yeah, yeah. And, and the stat side of things, I guess. Now there was something you wanted to ask me about this. Oh, something that I'm me. bummed about, Game Awards. Go, yeah, go yeah, for yeah. it, go for it. What are you bummed about? Again, as of we're, we're recording, the Game yeah. Awards hasn't come out. We will no. have our thoughts all recorded for y'all by Friday. Mm-hmm. And there'll be an extra little show for y'all. So so let me let me know what you're bummed about, Kyle. We, uh, the reason we're here sitting 
down and talking PlayStation, right? Because we <laughs> love video games. Right. We're, video games are incredibly, incredibly important for anyone listening mm-hmm. and, and for us, any podcasters out there that have a gaming show. Sure. Jeff Keighley, a couple weeks ago, was ah, like, hey, who... Who would you like to see like present awards in the in the industry and whatnot? And like everyone was putting like jokingly, we said us, even though it, that's a long shot because yeah. that would be over the. I shook his hand. That ever happened? I shook Jeff Keeley's yes, hand once. You absolutely did. I was like two feet away from him at the Death Stranding uh, exhibit in New York City, uh, but it, he set that out, and everyone tagged a bunch of really important people. And I'm not saying nothing; they're not there. They could be there while, yeah. while we're watching the show. But then I see all these celebrities and actors who are, are are seen as like the face of the game awards and and handing out the awards for the right. like Tom award. Holland's there, yeah, Brie Gal, Larson, which Gal Gadot I, I, is going to be there. That, I get that some of them are gamers, and yeah. I'm not faulting them for that. I'm not trying to take gamer cards out of any of these celebrities. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. Is you don't see the Oscars ask for non-actors to do it so like it would have been cool to have content creators who are who are solely covering video games uh you know video game icons themselves or people that are work in the industry such as right. developers like a cory barlog or neil Druckmann or whatever the, the actual nominees for best director or best narrative have people there doing it so like i just feel like jeff still wants to give legitimacy to video games mm-hmm in a way to get the mainstream in, but video games rake in more money than anything else. It's already bigger. So, like, right. why not? I don't know. I just no, I find I, it I weird. It. There's, like, 12, 15 celebrity actors and actresses right. presenting these awards and not people who live and breathe video games in this space. Yeah. Um, I think because we like to use that argument a lot. We're bigger than music. We're big, bigger than movies. Sure. But even uh-huh. when we use that metric, like, that's just... That's capitalism, BB. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how many people are, actually go out there like with that $20 ticket to watch the Avengers, you know, multiple yeah. times like that and, and making sure. billions upon billions of dollars. So, like, I don't think that's always a, a, a metric that's equal to the amount of people that actually game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think also there's more... When it comes to cinema, especially, there is more pageantry. There is more of a, a legacy, rather, um, for for movies in general and how they do it. All these award shows are based off, you know, what movies have done. So, like, I think we'll get there. But Jeff is trying to build legitimacy. And when it comes to, like, we want content creators there, it's like, okay, so, like, how do we vet them? Who do we use? We don't want to have them here every year. Do we change hosts every year? I think those mm-hmm. things are coming as the as it breaks more mainstream, as sure. we get more people in here. Um, I think that will happen. We just have to give it a little bit more time. And that's also in the age of the internet where you have to vet like content creators and maybe all the shitty things they've possibly said uh, sure. you know, in a podcast. Like, you know what? I have to stop you know, borrowing Andrew, Andrew House's mail, like that type yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but at the well, same time, this year has been so, uh, I hate to say like, like erratic, busy. erratic. There you go. Like, you know, it's, it, I think we need to see, like, I would love to see Khalif on stage or yeah, virtually absolutely. on stage. I'd love to see Paris. Like, I'd love, like, I'd love to see smaller creators in there too. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, 
it, that that time will come. Quick counterpoint. Okay. To to you know having time to vet 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 content creators and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Jeff used them all throughout Summer Game Fest. They were they were they had a lot of Twitch streamers and content creators True. being on those shows. Uh, so even if he just used those same people for the Game Awards, I feel like that would have been. Because I really don't think you're going to be like, oh, Gal Gadot's at the Game Awards. Right. Are we really going to pull in a lot of people from? And Gal you know she's going to make like a Tetris reference. It'd be like, yeah, Gal, you're too, like, you're too beautiful. Talk, You've never, you don't know what a Game Boy is. Christopher Nolan's yeah. going to take his time to yell about HBO Max. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, Nolan, you've never played a Fortnite. Sit down. No. You know, yeah. um, it's going to be news to him when Jeff says, "Oh yeah, uh, Inception was played during Fortnite." What? What? That's not a cinema screen. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and don't you dare cough on me, sir. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. How disappointing yeah. he turned out. But yeah, no, I definitely... You know what? I, I, I agree. Yeah, you're right. You're right just on a, just a small, think- Just a small little thing, but like... Yeah. I hope one day it does get to the point where it's... It's strictly, it's more akin to the Dice Awards. Yeah. But like more people are will tune into that for because of the reveals and whatever. Yeah. But... Yeah. yeah, I think DICE is more for the industry, and that's mm-hmm. what it is, and this is more for the common folks. So, like, how do you get people to tune in on screens? You know, it's possibly through Gal Gadot's social media following. Yeah, yeah, you know? I get you. I mean, I'd tune in just, just to stare at her. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, that said, <laughs> that creepy line. Maybe it's a good thing at home. <laughs> yeah, so, so sorry to um, You know what? One day that'll happen. But you know what yeah. happened just recently? And it's it's big stuff, Kyle. It's, yeah. Depressing yeah, it stuff. Is. Yeah, it is. Let's uh, get it. Michael McWhorter over at Polygon writes, Mass Effect and Dragon Age leads leave Bioware. Bioware general manager Casey Hudson and Dragon Age executive producer Mark Dara are leaving the studio. Laura Meal. I'm sorry, Laura, if I'm saying your last name wrong. Chief Studios Officer at Electronic Arts announced the departures on the Bioware blog, alongside personal messages from Hudson and Dara. Hudson said in his note that after nearly 20 years with Bioware, he has, quote, made the decision to retire from the studio and make way for the next generation of studio leaders, unquote. Casey's full quote goes as follows. When I became studio GM a little over three years ago, our goal as a leadership team was to position our people and projects for long-term success. Now, as Bioware celebrates its 25th anniversary, the studio is poised for an exciting new era of amazing games. This year, we've been inspired by the continued community support for our ongoing work on Star Wars The Old Republic and Anthem. Arriving at this point has been an opportunity for me to reflect on my own future, and 2020 has been a year that forced all of us to reimagine how we think about work and life. For me, it's been the realization that I still have tremendous energy to create, but also that I need to try something different. I'm not sure exactly what that is yet, but I know that I want to start by rediscovering my creative passion through more personal work." Dara will be replaced by Bioware Austin Studio Director Christian Daly as Executive Director on Dragon Age, Mealy said. Like Hudson, Dara called his departure from Bioware a retirement from the studio. Quote, Hmm. This has been a very difficult decision for me, Dara said. The team of amazing developers on Dragon Age make my life fuller and better. They have taught me so much, but the strength of the team is also what makes this possible. I know that Dragon Age won't just survive without me, it will thrive. End quote. Man, these are two 
really big important faces of this company that has gone through a lot of changes in the past right like casey left before he came back uh what was yeah. it for about three years so i think 2017 now just left this seems like to he me he left during the andromeda thing yes right? i believe so if that's maybe like halfway through development or something like that yeah halfway and then he came back so, like, he started Anthem, and then he came back during Anthem to yeah. kind of finish that off. Yeah, yeah. Um, that said, this very much seems like, at the looks of it, they were kind of forced out. This was a forced retirement. Like, right now, they don't even have... They have an interim, uh, you know, leader over there at Bioware, but they're still looking for an executive producer on on, Bio, uh, on Dragon Age and stuff like that. Uh, Metal Kirby, 27, on Discord, writes in, just like you can, too. Every single Wednesday, we ask for questions. You can uh, come with your questions over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or like Metal Kirby on Discord. Uh, they write in, with Casey Hudson and Mark Dara leaving Bioware, what are the hopes for this studio going forward? Will Anthem be saved? Can Dragon Age 4 save the studio? So, yeah. What does this yeah. mean, Kyle? Oh, man. Uh, and number one, well, I have to preface lot. this. I gotta preface this. <laughs> yeah. I, number one fake Mass Effect fan, Kyle I Stevenson. hate you. I knew you, you were going there. How <laughs> dare you? Um, it obviously means a lot because yeah. I, I think they need a they need a big win. Uh-huh. It does. Mm-hmm. It's it's been rocky for a while. Um, finally getting that Mass Effect uh, collection in, yep. in a couple of months, seeming, and I think they said that won't be super affected. Bias. Yeah, this won't be super affected. I, I think they're putting the finishing touches on it. I think if I could quote Jeff Grubb, I believe, back in September, he said something mm-hmm. along the lines of, like, they're changing up Mass Effect 1's combat a little bit to match 2 and 3's two. combat. Okay. So, yeah, that's why it's probably, hopefully, in March, because I'd love to replay yeah, this game. Yeah, I, I think that's where the date is now. I think it's okay. March. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Dragon Age 4 needs to be a huge win. Because mm-hmm. then, then Bioware is in trouble, and I don't want Bioware to go the route of a visceral and just right. cease to exist one day. Because that's going to be very, very sad. Yeah. Um, a word on the street is, and rumor is, we're going to see Dragon Age Four at the Game Awards. Yeah, um, it, it's shortly after <laughs> the announced departures, yeah. Jeff Keighley's like, Dragon Age Four uh, at Game Awards. <laughs> yeah, kind of so like as a save. I'm hoping I dig what I see, and I'm hoping that it goes off without a hitch, and they don't have a Andromeda or a Anthem situation on their hands mm-hmm. where it it overpromises and doesn't deliver when it right. is finally out. Because I really dug Dragon Age Inquisition. I put like forty something hours into that game. Honestly, I loved it, I but it just kinda... got too big. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to that game and really... Tr- yeah. I didn't give it a fair shake. I, I remember liking the multiplayer, but hmm. not connecting with the single player. Okay. I, I know I know from from it's like the other way around for everybody else, but yeah, I want to give that game another another chance. Yeah. Um, I, I'm right there with you. I think like Dragon Age doesn't hit. We're, we're in serious, rocky, big trouble here. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that said, I, I hope it hits. I hope it really connects with folks and I hope they they don't overpromise. And I have faith with Dragon Age 4 because I think they know that the stakes are high and they need to get this right. That said, with the executive producer of that game gone, Casey gone, that does worry me to say, well, is this game actually on track? That scares me. But what I am a little bit concerned of as well is 
Will Anthem be saved? Going back to Metal Kirby's point. Is that game even worth salvaging? Hmm. Joseph answering all the big questions today. Asking them all. <laughs> I think, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think you said Joe is answering all the big questions today. <laughs> yeah, I did. Asking? I did. Okay. I, tried, I tried to smoothly <laughs> fix it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't yeah. even know where that game is at with the fix. Like, yeah. I, it's been a year, right? It was September last year it came out? No, uh, Anthem came out 2019 no, it was... February. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, it was, if it was February this year, holy crap, this year's been <laughs> really long. Yeah. Um, so it's been a bit. And mm-hmm. I don't, like, they could have said something about it and just not on my radar because right. after you saying what, your experience with it and from what i've seen it just wasn't my jam mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it would be a fun thing to do uh i hope for their sake it's saved because it's a cool concept a really cool concept yeah. and like the closest thing to iron man we have which is sad because avengers came out in september which we have a question about that too so yeah. you know i don't know what the fate of anthem is or if it actually could be saved or if it's even actually worth salvaging but whatever anthem next is also Mm-hmm. has to connect and we're at this point i think because you're like i don't want them to be visceral i think there was a point in ea's life where bioware was really that big subsector of ea of like they were naming every other studio a bioware studio same mm-hmm. with like dice you have dice la and they're working on this mysterious game with vince yeah. like they're they're such a big part of ea that i don't think you can easily just cut them off uh, but at the same exact time, it does seem like their major projects are moving from Edmonton to Texas. So, for the sake of our good friend Sean Capri and the people at Edmonton, I don't want that. I, I don't want that to happen, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that these games have to hit, and I think what's happening is, you know, EA is looking at what's going on there, going, okay, we need we need a big shift in a different direction here. We, we need something to work because something's not working here and the culture needs to change. And with maybe Casey and, and Dara, that wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, with these big folks gone, like, is there any visionaries left in that studio? Well, we're going to have to wait and see. And I think that's the hardest thing to do. And at the same exact time, even these big giants of industry couldn't, shift the culture into something that was more positive and constructive. Sure, yeah. You know, so to me, it, it is a wait and see, and we got to wait and see what Dragon Age 4 really looks like before we can actually kind of have, have faith yeah. in it. And, and something that I think should be said for all of these developers, Bioware, yeah. a Naughty Dog, a Sucker Punch, Insomniac, is that those games aren't just made by Casey Hudson. or a, right. There are hundreds of incredibly talented people. Mm-hmm. So I, and Bioware's is incredibly lazy. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Sorry. Bioware. Internet toxicity got into me for a second there. Who are you? Yeah. Uh, Bioware's at that top of the list when it comes to like creative people and, and what they put out is, is for the most part, pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, so I trust that they have somebody in there, this interim, president or game director is 
it'll be in good hands. I, I, okay. it, it should be. Uh, before also, we get people to that story, took that comment incredibly seriously, <laughs> don't. That was something don't. called sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you covered. <laughs> uh, before we get into the next one, I yes. was reading through the doc, and it wasn't in, in there because okay. it, it's been a big week. Yeah. But I think it goes along with this. Uh, so uh-huh. I'm going to read an update from studio president Evan Wells over at Naughty Dog. Because uh, this had, this came out, I think, the day after our podcast You're right. went live. Yep. yep. Um, no, uh, Naughty Dog president Evan Wells shares an exciting update from the studio. This comes from Naughty Dog's website itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we close out a year, <clears throat> excuse me, that has seen its challenges as we all live through a global pandemic, there have been bright moments too. One exciting moment for Naughty Dog was the long-anticipated release of The Last of Us Part Two in June. Another moment comes today as we wanted to share some other terrific news about the studio. And at an all-studio meeting today, we announced some well-deserved promotions. Neil Druckmann now joins me as co-president of Naughty Dog after mm-hmm. serving almost three years as vice president. In addition, we're... We're welcoming Allison Mori and Christian Geerling as vice presidents of Naughty Dog. Prior to becoming vice president, Allison served as our director of operations, and Christian served as our co-director of programming. We have such an incredible team at Naughty Dog, and being able to work alongside each and every one of them is especially meaningful these days. I feel proud of the team when I'm able to recognize their accomplishments and, co- and contributions to the studio. Please join me in giving them all a big congratulations. And who was the president that said that? That's Evan Wells. Evan Wells. Do you think, since he's, now that we got two co-presidents, which I don't know why you need two co-presidents, <laughs> is one big picture stuff? Like, is that him? And Neil Druckmann is, you know, small picture stuff, like day to day? Oh, could be. That's an office reference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, could be. God. I got it. That's just so strange. It's like, do they share a desk? No. That, yeah. Cool news. If if uh, you're Neil and, and, and all those folks that got a promotions, or if you're an Office fan, bam, high five. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it, it also kind of shows how they are trying to not change your culture, but how they keep it permanent by keeping those big giants of industry uh, in their studios and keep them happy, give them the promotions they need and the creative freedom they need and yeah. want. Um, so yeah, cool news, cool news. Absolutely. Anything you'd like to add, sir? No, well deserved for to Neil, Allison, and Christian. Congrats. Um, keep making great stuff. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, the the, the ship's on the right path. Don't don't yeah. deter. Yeah. I I implicitly trust you. So yeah. just keep keep doing what you're doing. To ruin every franchise I ever loved. I'm sorry. Oh God. God. I'm sorry. The internet discourse this week is really. Somebody get me. the anti venom ready. <laughs> I am ready to run all the way to New Jersey. It might take me a very long time, but I'm about to inject anti venom into your. <laughs> brain oh um, man i can't wait for the trophy room awards again link down below vote on those games uh kyle yeah here's a nice little bit of news before we get into yeah. the real dumpster fire yeah go for it <laughs> uh chandler wood over at ps lifestyle writes spider-man miles morales gets updated 60 fps performance mode with ray tracing the most recent update adds a nice middle ground with a brand new performance RT mode, which adds ray tracing to the 60 frames per second gameplay. The new performance RT mode does come with some caveats. The scene is presented in a lower resolution, so no 4K here. The quality of the reflections is lowered and pedestrian de- density is decreased to account for the power needed. Insomniac describes it as, quote, an alternate version of the 60 frames per second performance mode, adding ray tracing by adjusting the scene resolution, reflection quality, and pedestrian density, end quote. 
You won't need to sacrifice a ton of storage space for the patch either. The update runs just 261.9 megabytes to add the new mode. Early impressions of Performance RT are quite positive, saying and showing that the details and reflections don't take that much of a hit over the 30 FPS fidelity mode, mm-hmm. all while allowing people to play Miles Morales at a buttery smooth 60 frames per second. Kyle, I got to try this mode out, man. Oh my god. I I made a joke <laughs> in, I think, the 6-1 Indie Discord earlier today <laughs> of like, Oh, I can't wait to play Cyberpunk and sound that hold my beer. Because, <laughs> like, I'm super excited. This yeah. is the game that kind of opened up my eyes to what 60 frames per second is yeah. and why it's important. And even with Immortals, I tried it in, uh, in graphic and, mode. Yeah. And it just seemed off. I don't know if I can go back. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. To me, this mode was actually really impressive. Um, it actually may be the mode that I stick with. I did like a side by side comparison of the pictures that I took. So I, yeah. I pretty much put them right next to the World Trade Center building, because uh, the building right next to it has awesome reflections for I it. I think don't the pictures are always in 4K no matter what mode you're in. Oh, maybe I don't know. I but, think they're always in 4K. Shh, don't question me here, okay? Please, that sounds <laughs> smart. Please don't, please don't do this to me right now. <laughs> anyway, so like, like I, I did it to 30 FPS. Everything anti venom looks- administered. <laughs> Daddy needs a skull sup. So like I, 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 I put it on the fidelity mode. It looked great. Took your picture of it. Who knows? You know, jury's still out there. Then I went to the fidelity mode, or sorry, the performance mode with the ray tracing. I did notice pretty much the same amount of pedestrians that was in the PlayStation 4 version. So still quite a bit of, of folks in there. Fle- reflections looked pretty damn good as well like i'm agreeing right here it didn't take a lot out of it and even just seeing the reflections from his goggles was a really big plus so like to me i actually really like this mode it's probably the mode i'm gonna stick with because i want the ray tracing in this game you know a lot of people are like well if you don't stop and you look but like i love seeing the reflections while i'm swinging through the city on the puddles of the streets like that's what i'm really jiving with so yeah, I'm I'm digging this mode. I like it a lot. Kyle? From the PlayStation blog, November 13th. Even if you play yes, in performance mode, we flip to fidelity face. mode on PS5 when you enter photo mode, so every shot will be 4K. Okay, all right, okay. All right. But like you said, I have seen straight from <laughs> in-game engine screenshots, like, side-by-side of each of them, and it is pretty impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, how can you trust it, Kyle? How can you trust it? <laughs> I don't know. My own goddamn show. Kyle, <laughs> let's get into <laughs> the weeds here. Let's, you know, uh, listen, sometimes during the week, yes, Kyle? I'm sorry. I was about to say, uh, Earthy Cheese. Yeah, oh. Uh, uh, please. This is Earthy Cheese. Tell warning. your mom handcuffs. Or, not handcuffs. Good God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Whoa! What's happening behind the scenes there, Kyle? With Earthy Cheese's mom. Different show, Kyle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the After Dark show. Uh, Earthy Cheese, <laughs> tell your mom earmuffs and the rest of the family. Because uh, this is... Uh, we're going to get heated and some bad words might be coming out. I'm just stalling until Joe <laughs> regains his composure. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's your warning for bad word alert. God, I can't believe it said handcuffs. I can't edit that out. That's comedy gold. I don't want you to edit it out. It's great. Listen, listen. Oh, my God. Sometimes, each and every week, 
there's a topic that we get heated about, right? There's a topic that sometimes is, yeah, it's a lot. Um, you know, some topics we don't want to talk about. And here on the show, what do we want to do, right? Give you guys how we feel in those moments. Sometimes there's issues that we have to talk about, we have to bring up. And this one is very much gaming related. And when we read this story, you're going to be like, what's the issue here? What's the cause for alarm? It's the internet. It's the internet discourse. It is. It has been a lot. So, Kyle. Yeah. Let's take away the first story on the list here. Uh, from Liana Rupert over at Game Informer. Cyberpunk 2077 Epileptic PSA. Over the years, accessibility has been garnering more and more attention in the gaming space, and for good reason. While many studios have been making an incredible effort to make games more accessible to all, there's always more work to be done in entertainment, not just games. After playing Cyberpunk 2077 for the past week and a half, there's an epileptic warning I'd like to offer to those samurai heading into Night City. Enjoy your time, but here's a heads up to do so safely if you're vulnerable to epileptic triggers. During my time with Cyberpunk 2077, I suffered one major seizure and felt several moments where I was close to another one. I kept going because I made that decision to, and I feel like that decision helped me sort of slap together a small little guide for players wanting to take part in this game for fear of missing out. When suiting up for a BD, which is a brain dance in the game, especially with Judy, V will be given a headset that is meant to onset onset the instance. The headset fits over both eyes and features a rapid onslaught of white and red blinking LEDs, much like the actual device neurologists use in real life to trigger a seizure when they need to trigger one for diagnosis purposes. If not modeled off the IRL design, it's a very spot-on coincidence, and because of that, this is one aspect that I would personally advise you to avoid altogether. When you notice the headset come into play, look away completely or close your eyes. This is a pattern of lights designed to trigger an epileptic episode, and it very much did that in my own personal playthrough. Once inside of a BD, there are several layers to explore the, me- the memory, including a sound wave layer, a thermal layer, and a more digitized way of scanning. Each offers specific glitch animations that could be a danger, especially with the digitized layer. While these can't be avoided for the story, you can pause and play as you wish within these scenarios, making it easier to tailor them where needed, or to call in a gamer backup buddy if absolutely necessary. So, there's a trigger warning here. If you are an epileptic, there's a scene that's going to cause you to go into an episode. Um, Not just a scene, several. Several. Um, now there is no warning, and from what I understand from Imran Khan of uh, a former Game Informer and, and kind of funny, this game has been rushed out from certification to to hit its deadline. That's why there is no real warning here, or one of the possibilities as to such. This is a big oversight, something that uh, CD Projekt Red needs to address, and they have. Mm-hmm. They said that mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna put out a warning. We're gonna we're gonna you know, hopefully patch something in so this or doesn't trigger that. Give the option to turn it off or something like that. Yes. Um, at the same exact time, I listened to Liana's thoughts on the game. It was I don't think she named it like a review, but it was excellent. It was just mm-hmm. like her, you know, unfiltered thoughts on the game, the good, the bad, and yeah, this moment. And she said that it, she just she passed out like she 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 went into a seizure mode, started drooling yep. at everything, and 
that's scary. I can't. Yeah, I t-shirts are no joke. Yeah, that's that's one of the scariest things. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest fears, honest to God. Um, what some people on the internet thought was a fucking funny joke to do. Don't don't even refer to them as people. They are not human beings. Was trash. Litter these comment sections and her Twitter feed. And sending DMs. And sending DMs of images that would give her an epileptic episode. Because she dares say that there was a problem with this game. Are you... Let me let me say this again. Someone had a criticism for a video game. Some people thought, in order to get back at her, let's trigger her to get a seizure. Mm-hmm. That makes a whole lot of sense, right, Joe? Yeah, that's totally what rational people do. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And people's, like, some comments saying how she's over-exaggerating. And it's it's <sighs> remarkable. It's truly remarkable how indecent some people can be. Mm-hmm. Gross. And gang, we're not even in the woods yet. We're just getting there. Yeah. Kyle, let's talk about the Cyberpunk 2077 review roundup. Because it can't be any controversy there, right? This game's perfect. It's a masterpiece, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the next coming of Jesus, apparently. Well, uh, let's get into it. Over at VG247, James Billcliffe gave Cyberpunk 2077 a 100. In the midst of such intense anticipation and scrutiny, it's easy to get carried away with what Cyberpunk 2077 could have been. The final experience might be more familiar with many than many predicted, with plenty of elements that aren't perfect, but it's dripping with detail and engaging stories. With so much to see and do, Cyberpunk 2077 is the kind of RPG where you blink and hours go by, which is just what we need to finish off 2020. Over at IGN, Tom Marks gave it a 90. Cyberpunk 2077 gives you in, g- kicks you into its beautiful and dazzling, dense cityscape with few restrictions. It offers a staggering amount of choice in how to build your character, approach quests, and confront enemies. And your decisions can have a tangible and natural feeling impact on both the world around you and the stories of the people who inhabit it. Those stories can be emotional, funny, dark, exciting, and sometimes all of those things at once. The main quest may be shorter than expected when taken when taken on its own, and it's not always clear what you need to do to make meaningful changes to its finale. But the multitude of side quests available almost from the start can have a surprisingly powerful effect on the options you have when you get there. It's a shame that frustratingly frequent bugs can occasionally kill an otherwise well-set mood, but Cyberpunk 2077's impressively flexible design makes it a truly remarkable RPG. Over at Games Radar, Sam Loveridge gave the game a 100. What Cyberpunk 2077 lacks in campaign length, it makes up for with breath and soul, offering a world of intrigue and violence unlike any other. Over at GamesBeat, Jeff Grubb gave it a six. A, excuse me, a 60. I think that Cyberpunk 2077 delivers the big-budget gaming thrills that many people are looking for, but it falls short in a few key areas for me, and a lot of that comes as a byproduct of its ambition. And from GameSpot, Callie Plague gave it a 70. 
Your mileage may vary, but in our experience, the bugs are obtrusive and substantial across the board, often forcing us to reload saves or exit the game entirely. It's hard to get really into a world you constantly have to leave, but then it's hard to get into Cyberpunk 2077's world in general. So much of it's superficial set dressing, and there's so much happening all around you. Ads going off at all times, gunfights breaking out in the streets, texts coming in about cars you'll never buy, that a lot of the game feels superfluous. The side quests and the characters they showcase are the shining beacon through the neon-soaked bleakness of Night City, and they give you room to explore the best the core RPG mechanics have to offer. These are what carried me through an otherwise disappointing experience. So overall, we try to give a nice little wide yeah. berth of reviews. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's a great game, right? Yes. Little Seems- little odd that it's only the PC versions. Right. No one's played the console, so we don't know what those are like. People just got their hands on the console versions. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Leading up to this review is very weird. Even the people yeah. reviewing it going, this is very weird. We're only able to review the PC stuff. It's unpatched, which some of it leaked out. And it was very glitchy. But, of course, yeah. there was no day one patch yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were only allowed to show B-roll of the yep. game. That no actual CD, footage from their game. None, actu- none act- No actual footage. Um... And yeah, it was a very restrictive experience, and every reviewer would tell you that. But yeah. even with its restrictiveness, the game has scored pretty damn well. Yeah. So which which review here is the controversy, Kyle? It's I mean, it, it has to be Jeff Grubbs, right? He gave it right? a sixty. Gave it the lowest score. It has lowest score to be I've that seen one. from yeah. Major Sight. Absolutely, it's got to be him. Has to be him, right? Mm-hmm. No. It's game you're spot telling 70. Me, you're, you're telling me that uh-huh. that's not it. You're telling me the 70, which is right. a higher score. Which means it's a good game. Game spot. Yep. That's the one that people have a problem with? Yep. Huh. <laughs> right? Who would have thought? Uh-huh. Who, Who would have thought, thought people would have problems with uh, Kaylee over here from, I, from GameSpot? I, I wonder if those problems are, like, well-founded in reason. Pro- probably not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not. It's fucking what not. If, what if I told you? What if I told you? Wait, 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 wait. wait before it's spoilers. Okay? I know. I'm sorry. I want to get I want to get into But it. what if it's what if I cut out 30 seconds of a of 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 her mid-quote saying yeah. that she's not a huge fan of RPGs or what if I cut out an extra 15 seconds of her saying that she didn't dive it into all the things, just mm. some of it surface level? What, what what if I told what you if that? what if what if there's a snapshot of them going back to a Pokemon review that she wrote uh-huh. and the tagline that says uh, too much water, which uh-huh. in fact she never put in. That was actually the editor in chief who put that in there as uh-huh. one of the things. Well, makes sense. Would that, would that make sense fired, to go along with me. this? Yeah, you, you, she, she, everybody should lose their jobs. It, I, I think that also means like you know we need to harass her and tell That's her true. how wrong she is. What right? if we just send like just a few death threats? God. <laughs> I'm sorry. That feels real dirty coming out of my mouth. I hate it so. Just of like much. one or two, right? Oh. Like, here's the thing. And it also, so, gang, that was an act. <laughs> if you read that was 100 an act. That. Yeah. I um, fucking hate every ounce of this bullshit going from Mr. Nickel and Dime on the internet. Yeah. And honest to goodness, honest to fucking goodness, everybody's rev- or complaint on Gamespot is that. What we just said. Um, there's a couple quotes of her saying that she didn't dive into certain aspects of the game in full. Like she got a surface level, yeah. she got a taste, um, and and couldn't finish the game. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a bug that was stopping her from finishing it. Yes. And and right there, bugs are obtrusive and substantial across the mm-hmm. board. She's giving her plain experience with the game. Now, yeah. a lot of people go, well, if you're not an RPG fan, why, why, why review the game? First off, I don't need you to give a fucking reason as to yeah, why. no. No one needs you. These last two articles that we've just read and the responses to them. Again, Liana who is an epileptic, gets seizures, got a seizure, had had something uh, uh, constructive to say to CD Projekt Red, yeah. met by the fan base with people trying to give her a seizure. Mm-hmm. Kaylee made a review that said it's a good game, had some problems with it. She may not be your reviewer of choice. Sure. And people gave her death threats. Harassed her. YouTube content creators that specialize in only YouTube drama flooded her Twitter feed with it, just a bunch of garbage. It should also be noted that um, with Callie's review here of Cyberpunk is yeah. also after her review of The Last of Us Part 2, which also included people going after her like crazy. Why, she also and, rated that a 7? Uh, no, I think it's because she rated it... No, I actually, yeah, I think she Jesus rated it a little Christ. bit lower. Okay. I rated Death Stranding a nine, and if people had an issue with that, and yeah, oh shit, there was, this has been a a thing with Callie. Are you telling me people have different opinions? Right, it's almost like games are are being consumed by different gamers in a different way. And well, are you telling me different... that games are subjective? Are Are you telling me that people get different things out of games and do different things in games? Are you telling me we're answering each other's questions with questions? <laughs> are you telling me? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh this God, honest to goodness so is. And so, right right here, uh, Callie Plaguey. Am I pronouncing her last name right? I, th- I think it's it's Callie, Callie. Pla- Plaguey. I'm sorry, Callie. Listen, I'm bad with pronunciation. My apologies. You're, you're a talented writer, and the reason why they gave this to her is because I do believe she's probably their best writer, or one of their best, and goes, yeah, here... Yeah, Kelly's incredibly talented as yeah, a reviewer. here, take this. You know, like, Greg Miller, um, I, I heard him a few months back talk about how he used to review Yakuza, and never was a big fan of Yakuza, yeah. but reviewed them ever. anyway. Sometimes you just get a game that you may not be totally enamored by the genre, but you still have to review it, and you have to take that personal element out of the experience, which is hard, and that's why these people get paid the big bucks. Yeah. Um, I truly believe in my heart of hearts she is getting harassed because she's a woman. So I definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like there is a part of of this very toxic subculture mm-hmm. within gaming that views this girl as very progressive because I understood she had also some problems of uh, how it portrays some people of color communities and uh, trans folk um, mm-hmm. and how there's one situation where just like it didn't even make sense for that to be there. Yeah. And that situation had no payoff. It had no real substantive meaning. So why even have that there? Some things that they try to tackle, some themes that they try to tackle that just don't end, that that aren't handled well. That's her criticism. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. You know, when I read a review or I watch it, that's how I prefer it. You know, I go to reviewers that I trust, that I like, that I understand where they're coming from or at least think like me or maybe have the same taste as me. Like, I love watching Skilled Up. I think he's fantastic. I love watching ACG. 
Um, that's how I base a lot of our reviews and how we do stuff. I'll just like, a, should we buy it, wait for sale, or don't touch it? Like, I love those types of reviews, but honestly, the one main complaint that I've always seen from gamers is how the system's bought out by these big conglomerates that IGN's paid off, GameSpot's paid off. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you don't see an eight on that tally, everybody loses their mind, especially if it's a game you're really waiting for that has the hype. And Cyberpunk has that hype. And yeah. to see people go after her, it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you just said reviews are paid off and they're all bought off. Mm-hmm. Oh, now they're suddenly not. Now this this woman needs to pay because you don't like a score? Yeah. And if, and if you're if you're either watching this or listening to this, like, well, that's the, they're not going after her because she's a woman. If that was the case, why aren't they after Jeff Grubb? He rated it lower. He and rated his review it lower. is a lot harsher than hers. Yeah. It, it's, it's cut and dry when it comes to that. Yeah. Like, it is... If She's you're, a woman, if you're, and she if brings you're up here, social issues with yes. that the game tries to tackle if, if, to mm-hmm. her fails on. Yeah, and so when 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 we talk about sadly when we talk about LGBTQ issues or, or Black Lives Matter, of which all those things matter, right? Um, you know, all those people matter. You know, Absolutely. when we talk about that, people are like, "Oh, <laughs> virtue signaling." Somehow, that's the worst thing to even bring up. It 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 just confuses me. It just confuses me. And the thing that pisses me off, Kyle, is we get it here too. Not, of course, to any degree that Kaylee gets it. But, like, Mm -hmm. you had had a critique on Harry Potter. You're like, I don't know how I feel about this game um, because of the creator, because she's transphobic. And then we got some comments going like, oh, look at Kyle, white knighting. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's... We have an issue. I'm sorry we we feel something. Yes. We 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 are human it's beings. We care for others. <laughs> exactly. My my goal in everything I do is to treat everybody with respect, to listen to differing viewpoints, and try to learn and become a better human being. Yeah. And treat others the way I want to be treated. And yeah. when I see that shit happening, no matter you know what color you are. Uh, what gender you choose to be god you pray for or to exactly i don't give a shit about any of that you're a human being that shares the planet earth with me Mm -hmm. and i'm going to treat you like that because maybe we'll cross paths one day and i might need your help or you might need my help and i want to be there for you yeah and And maybe maybe we don't but maybe you know yeah like maybe your effect on someone makes someone's day better how many times we hear we hear, oh, you got me through X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. You yeah. know? Like like seeing Todd out there, you know, going yes. through what he's going through and going, yeah. you guys are, are are the thing I look forward to every week. You mm-hmm. know? Like that makes my heart sing. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And we lose sight of it yeah. when we let these toxic assholes really just, just take the... Take, Take the spotlight and use it in a a wrong way. Like, I I even get it on the other side where I try to be super positive. And I I think I do a pretty good job with that most of the time. And having people, you know, hop on that and and say, like, that's not really you. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're just doing that just because. I don't know. It's. It pisses me off. Honestly, God, it pisses me off when people give it to you. Because I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. You back the fuck off from Kyle. Oh, it, it pisses me off no matter what. Yeah. It, it's, it's, he's precious cargo. You back the <laughs> hell off of my boy. 
You know, like I like those glass figurines that your grandmother keeps in the glass <laughs> display cases. You mean Don't all the it. angels my mother has yes. in her room? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Precious moments, I think they're called. Um. <laughs> but like that, it's 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 so aggravating to see two really great writers dealing yeah. with just a whole bunch of toxic uh, bullshit. And yes, uh. like a famous Seamus gets into it. The most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life writes the most famous question on the show. Has the toxicity from the fandom of some games like Cyberpunk, League of Legends, Call of Duty, ever made you stop playing a game? I have never been this close of canceling a pre-order for a game. Because I'm like, do I even want, like, these people are ruining it for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I was playing Call of Duty uh, last week, and I'm going to say it. Yeah. Because it, it pisses me off. I saw a motherfucker ro- walk around the game called, and I'm not joking here. Because we brought it up on the show last week. We didn't Did say we? the name, though. I'm going yeah. to say it to prove the point here. Their yeah. name was Shoot All Blacks. Their clan tag was BDLM, as in Black Lives... Or, sorry, BLDM, as in Black Lives Don't Matter. How is that Okay. How does how does how 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 do we look past this? Mm-hmm. But Kaylee has something substantive, an actual issue, and and she gets bombarded with this hate. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Liana has epilepsy, and she's bringing awareness because there is no at least warning actual for it. Warning, yeah. And she's, she's met doing with- her job as a games journalist and letting people know. In case they run into it, and God forbid they have a seizure that yeah. is really bad, yeah, and they have to go to the hospital. Like it's, oh, it, oh man. So yes, it's gotten me very close. The first time ever, especially in Call of Duty, when I saw that, I was just like, I don't even want to touch this fucking game right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it it took. It, it, we were having a great night. We were shitting all over our friend Luke because he just fucking sucks. <laughs> and then like. We see that, and we're like, "Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? You joke?" And so, like, yeah, these these toxic fandoms. Even like, as a Star Wars fan, my God, I like when when I talk to other people, going, "Yeah, I know we don't deserve the Mandalorian. We're just really awful folks, huh?" And like, we have that conversation of how shitty this fandom is because we think, you know, I think there's the the big problem here, and I'll get off the soapbox, and we'll we'll get into the next bit of news here. But like, the problem is multiple things. Like, first and foremost, we don't explore the scale enough where, like, yeah, a seven is a good fucking score. I'm dyslexic. I know that. Like, a six is a decent score. Five is mediocre. Then that's when we start getting into the bad. But we never really explore that. So much so that the industry has these little things where, like, if a game hits, you know, an 80, they'll get a special extra bonus. I remember that with Destiny, at least. You know? We don't explore the, the scale enough, so everybody thinks it's bought out. Well, I think part of that is reviewers are scared to, scared to go under 80 because they see how people react. Every reviewer will tell you they hate review day because they know they're going to get shit on by strangers on the internet. I think the other thing is, too, 
obviously toxicity, but it's also these these you know heavily marketed you know media blitzes of these games that like give you the hype up to ten thousand. I think hype plays a big a big thing because all of a sudden this game is like oh shit I'm relating to it. This looks fucking cool. This is the coolest thing ever. You get you get into those 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 media blitzes those PR beats, and it's somehow now you, you're attaching your personality to it. And some people do it in a really healthy and constructive way. You know, like our good friend Spectre, who's been a guest on the show, like Paris Lily, who make that and turn it into content creation. And some people take that energy and turn it negatively, where if you say anything wrong about this game, well, you're a piece of shit, and I'm going to attack you for it. And I then do think it comes to this even more subsect of toxic people that really just want to go hunting to make people miserable and don't really care at the end of the day like yep. again like 25 cent man who made the video going after kaylee saying oh did she even play the game motherfucker you didn't so how yeah. do you know if it's a seven eight nine ten it may that, be a four that, to you that that's a, a issue that is when it comes to like social media platforms in general and, and youtube in general like that shit should not be long there at all. Mm-mm. We talk about the things that are happening with Liana and Callie. Uh, last couple of weeks, stuff going on with Zombie Kills and, and everyone going after her. Like, that shit needs to go away. There's no space in this industry for anyone to have that speaks that hatred and toxicity and targets, uh, harasses people and targets people and says, oh, here's my followers, go after this person. Yeah. That shit does not fly. Twitter needs to do better. YouTube needs to do better. They have no place. Yeah. And uh, the fact that we are in the industry even a little tiny bit and we are also linked in with a scumbag at, like him and like them who do this shit yeah. makes me fucking livid. We are mm-hmm. not on the same level. I, whew, it, it's not that hard to de-platform somebody who is really just spewing hate. It really is not that yeah. hard. I yeah. feel like Twitter did a decent job during the elections of be- having like the fake news tag, right? right. Like the, the, with, with with yeah, with like Trump this tag might be full of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there needs to be <laughs> more of that in the gaming circles and right. like just. Just get rid of them. It's, I just it's really the end of the day. Get I think rid the, of all of them. I think the thing that I hate the most because, like, when you say that, people are like, "My First Amendment right," and then they're like, "It's a I private company, care. so no, you actually don't in this situation." <sighs> um, they could do whatever you want. You could go make your own Twitter that no one will go to parlor. So, like, yeah. you, you can make it yourself if you don't like the rules. Um, but the one thing that I hate the most is like YouTube will, you know, will will pull these like, oh, we love everybody here. This is a space for everyone. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah, then funny when, way of showing it. Funny way of showing it because when shit actually hits the fan and they're like, there's no room for bigotry. Let's change it. Let's put a fucking fist with some yellow lines around it. Black Lives Matter. Let's change the logo on on Twitter, right? And then when the time actually calls for it. Of like, hey, there's a black woman being harassed by thousands of evil douchebags. They're like, well, look at well, um, what? We'll look into it. SEO. He he sells Dollar Shave Club. Like, you know, like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, then it just then that's when the true Nicola. So like, what I'm saying is, YouTube, don't even say it. No need to. No need to join any social me- media mo- movement. Don't don't put your like you know, love belongs here bullshit when it comes to June. We know you don't believe it. Just give us a break with it. 
Yeah. And honestly, if you're one of those folks that harass these women, harass anybody because of a fucking review score, don't belong here. Please fucking leave. Rate us one star. I don't give a fuck. You don't yeah. belong here. I don't mm-hmm. want you here. And that's the one thing that we as content creators need to do is say, hey, no toxicity belongs here. Not in this city. Yep. Not in this city. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, <laughs> that was a joke. That was that reference to I got gotcha. Uh, I'm just telling the people that we need to read sarcasm for. So, like, that that's what we need to do. You know, I saw um, Alex, the lead editor at, at GI, going like, hey, I'm going to be, anybody has any of these situations within our community, sh- show me the screenshots, we're handling this. That's yeah. what we need to do here. You know, we're, we're a community here at the Trophy Room. It's very simple. The rules are, are final. And that is, you know, LGBTQ laws matter. Black Lives Matter. Treat everybody with respect. I don't give a shit what your political alliances are as long as they're not filled with hate and bullshit. Yep. Right? As long as we're treating everybody with respect, you belong here. Yeah. But once you don't, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So, please, if you're one of those people that... Don't be. Change. Yep. I'm a very, I'm a very nice dude. I don't. I pull my punches. I try to see the other side. There's no seeing mm-hmm. other sides of this. Nope. Okay. You don't belong here. And yep. if I'm saying that to you, you gotta fucking look inward, my man. Absolutely. Well said. <sighs> yeah. There, there's. We we went on about this a lot, which is needed because it's been a lot. Yeah. But I I will read uh, my tweet the other day because this is. I'm having a hard time coming up with the words, and I like how I worded this before. So, Uh, Being shitty over a singular number that is arbitrarily assigning a value to a game that you are hyped for and proceed to use that as ammo to spew hate towards reviewers and others is sad. I would say childish, but (laughs) working with children, I've seen children better behave than some of the some of the Neanderthals on here losing all sense of common decency over a fucking review score before playing it yourself is sad and pathetic and I'm tired of it. It's a fucking number. Get over your fucking self. Yeah. It's it's enough. And I, I want to say we need to rally behind Liana. We need to rally behind Callie. All women in the gaming industry, all people of color, they need our back more than ever. Mm-hmm. And we can't be... This is coming more towards uh, my fellow white people here. My fellow mm-hmm. vanilla... Half of me is in this. Right. Almost being called... Uh, what'd you call me? Uh, almost call me Luke some days or Sean. <laughs> yeah. You'll be confused. <laughs> yeah. Like... This goes to all. We need to back up our fellow people, especially people of color and women in this industry, because they get it so fucking bad. And the LGBTQ uh, plus people. Like, they need our backs. They need our support. We cannot sit by and let them be continuously harassed Mm -hmm. and targeted by these fucking assholes who don't Mm -hmm. belong or don't deserve to be here. And before you give yourself that, oh, you guys are virtue signaling. I don't give a fuck. Don't listen. See you later. I don't want you here. Goodbye. Thumbs down it. Don't care. Go. Fuck off. I don't care how many thumbs down we get. I don't Don't give a flying shit. I don't (laughs) care. Go. I don't care. No, I'm not going to say that because that would be a whole other can of worms. I just don't. I don't want you here. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. End we story. love everybody here. Absolutely. Except for those type of people. For those of you listening folks. that we know you're good people yeah. and you, we appreciate you so damn much. We see you mm-hmm. and we love you. And we're so thankful that you're here. 
Absolutely, my dude. All right, now let's get our blood pressure down. Hey, hey, Joe. I love you, buddy. I love you, too. I love you, too, man. <sighs> I'm sorry for the blatantly white racist comment that I did last week to you, Kyle. I don't care. <laughs> Though when I funny. when I check on ethnicity, it's Hispanic slash white. I apologize, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was hilarious. I don't care. All right, good, good, good. Kyle. <clears throat> Let's get into the next story on the news. That's right. There's still more. This is going to be it's, probably it's our longest episode, show. but I'm digging it, It's a Kyle. great show. Whew. Great show. It feels good. My shoulders feel a little bit lighter. Right? Just a little bit. Nice. Uh, from PlayStation nice. Lifestyle, Zarmana Khan writes, PS4 and PS5 system updates rolled out, patch notes released. Alongside the usual improvements, the last-gen console received a Disable Game Chat Audio setting under Sound slash Device, and the new console received a DualSense update and a number of fixes. Official pat notes... Pat notes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Patch notes are as follows. PS4 version is an optional update, and the following change will be made. Disable Game Chat Audio has been added under Sound Devices in the Quick Menu. If you turn on the setting, Game Chat Audio will be disabled, your voice won't be heard, and you won't hear other players' voices. This setting doesn't apply to Party Chat Audio. On the PS5 version, the system software update improves system performance, resolved an issue where data transfers and downloads were canceled when trying to download content while a data transfer from PS4 is in progress. Some issues that were causing errors during text input in some PS4 games have been resolved. The connection stability has been improved for some Wi-Fi routers. Sony didn't release patch notes for the DualSense. Okay. I want to... Insert meme, that's a fucking lie. The connection stability has improved for for some Wi-Fi routers. Apparently not not mine. I've never had a problem until this update, and then it just would not connect to Wi-Fi. Oh, no. But don't worry, I learned my lesson. I connected into the land like like a grown-ass man I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Um, Also, yeah, no patch notes for the DualSense? Question mark, question mark? I feel like there's got to be some issue with the haptics because mm. there have been some issues or, or things you. I feel weird. <laughs> we're, we're past that section of the show, Joe. All right. uh, <laughs> of when playing things like Immortals where mm-hmm. when you're trying to scan around and hit R2 to uh, bring up icons of interesting things to go do in the worlds, mm-hmm. my, my, it sounds like an engine revving and then stopping really? for no okay. reason. Like it's... It's a little wild there. I, it could be that's the issue, but again, no patch notes. Right. I have no idea. What if we just <laughs> threaten <laughs> we read the patch notes? No. Seems like that'll fix it all, Kyle. <laughs> Leave a ransom note. No one will <laughs> cover our tracks. You know, just be awful, Joel. We'll get the answers. <laughs> that's what I heard. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, that's don't do that. And um, yeah, cool, more update, more stability stuff. But again, I'm looking at you, Wi-Fi router, Eero. I think that's what we got mm. bought by Amazon. So Jeff Bezos is probably listening in. But yeah, yeah. that said, Kyle, let's just, get into the next. Just goodness. in the background, you hear Jeff Bezos's voice. That's right, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? It's me, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Thanks for buying our product. I watch you when you sleep. <laughs> uh, Sammy Barker. 
Sammy Barker over at Push Square writes, where to buy PS5 search query beats out toilet paper and face masks on Google. It's been a bonkers year, which means people have been searching for some strange things in 2020, even more so than usual. And that's reinforced by the fact that, quote, where to buy toilet paper and where to buy face masks, end quote, were among the most repeated queries over the past 12 months. Quote, where to buy hand sanitizer wasn't too far behind either. Above them all, where to buy PS5, end quote, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I mess up all the quotes there with quote and unquote. <laughs> I don't care. Go for We're it. rolling with it. <laughs> Sony's system has pretty undoubtedly become the hottest tech product of the year, mm-hmm. but it's obviously extremely difficult to buy with limited PS5 stock available. As such, a lot of Google's energy has been spent trying to service customers looking for a console they can buy. This information is all accurate for the United States, but we wouldn't be surprised if it was also true of countries like the UK, too. As for the top game searches, it's dominated by cultural touchstones such like Among Us and Fall Guys. But two PlayStation 4 exclusives made the top ten. Ghost of Tsushima, fifth position, and The Last of Us Part Two in eighth position. That's a pretty impressive return. We must have special recognition for Genshin Impact 2, which was the fourth most searched for title. Top five go Among Us, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Valorant, Genshin Impact, and Ghost of Tsushima. Cool. This is awesome. It is so weird, just like the time that we're living in, 2020, uh, that first off, uh, toilet paper would be ranked that high in Google search. (laughs) Face masks as well. Um, I'm I'm shocked the Google search of, am I dying? It's, it's not, not higher. Do I got it? Question mark. Um, yeah, no, that is true. Because sometimes, every time I'm sick, I'm like, do I have it? What are the symptoms? Yeah. Um, that said, though, take a look at PlayStation 5 search results. It's crazy how high it's ranked. Numero yeah. uno on the list? Yeah, That's man. pretty nuts. In the whole 12 months. It goes mm-hmm. to show, like, there was a story we were going to put in here uh, that, like, I think PlayStation outspent xbox on advertising i think two or three to one like they very much promoted it so much so far like it's in the it's in the mainstream ethos like we saw the snl skit with Stu wanting a playstation 5 (laughs) um kind of being like one of those toxic people threatening santa (laughs) because he wants it Uh um and so yeah like it's it's really cool to see that playstation 5 is resonating or resonating the same way it looks like the PlayStation 4 did, so we're still having that momentum. It's just, where can I buy the PlayStation 5? Like, yeah. these scalpers, like, when's that gonna, when's that gonna settle down? I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on this, my man? Um, so there's a nice little story to kind of end things. Yeah. It, you know? It's wild that PS5 has taken over Google mm-hmm. searches. Um, I think it goes to show you just how much everyone needed something fun to look forward to in 2020 yeah. and the fact that the whole pre-order mishandling after it was unveiled really boosted up the fever for everyone yeah. wanting to get it and the fact that there's still people struggling to find one or like the stock runs out in within minutes and hopefully those aren't scalpers getting more for their stock which Hopefully. probably is said yeah. to say well also there was like one of the scalpers part of these communities going we don't really have like 3,000 of them it's it's that's over exaggerated 
Like the amount that these assholes have well, isn't that great. The fact that you have more than one and you're not using it is true. Shitty. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. But sadly, not the shittiest thing we've talked about tonight. No. No, <laughs> yeah. it's not. I, I really hope we, we settle down with the... the, the we, we get we get the scalping down. We've, we talk about it now, it seems like, almost every episode since. Of, like, how do you get this down? Well, you know, you have to have a, you know, a, a, a system in place, kind of like a ticket master, where you're waiting in queues, yeah. like with the PlayStation Direct. Um, they, they've been know, having even, a steady... PS Direct has been having steady... Supply uh, queue lines and mm-hmm. supplies for people to hop on. I don't know how many they have each time, but they go just as quick. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think that is the way. I think we're going to to beat these scalpers. Even if like you get to check out, it's like prove you're not a robot, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Click <laughs> on the sidewalks. Yeah. Find all the chimneys. If your name is Meep Zorp Zambar, you're out. <laughs> You know, Kate McKinnon uh, is a national treasure. National goddamn treasure we need to protect her. So, like, yeah, I, I think I think that's what you need to do. I think there needs to be extra little protections in place uh, to, to combat scalpers. But it's awesome to see that there is a big demand. I wonder, not just, like, uh, shoot on Xbox time, but, like, where where's Microsoft? Where's the Xbox? Because mm-hmm. their advertising's been on point this whole year, for the most part. I mean, yeah. like, the whole Halo incident. But, like, other than that, they've totally really nailed this year they've done a great job for sure where are they i don't know yeah i i I think halo not being a a day one thing really put a huge stamp around him i mean yeah that's like the most basic thing that i could say being outside of xbox ecosystem like everyone can pretty much see it but like it's bad let's just enter the green room for a second Ooh. okay okay oh that's nice here oh what's that an xbox that's weird um all right between you and me audience don't listen in on this did you see the screenshots for Halo Infinite, like the Spartans and stuff? Oh, yeah, I did. Dude, it looks fucking cool, right? Like, it those... looks fucking rad. Dude, it looks really fucking cool. Like, I'm super pumped for Halo, but just like, don't I'm tell really anybody. I'm really excited, that. too. Don't, yeah. nobody look at the poster of Halo on the wall or, or, the, or the Halo rifle right behind me. Don't do that. This is this is definitely a dual sense in my hand. Yeah. Don't tell it's, anybody. It's just, it's, you know, it's, we're off the grid. Okay. I, I painted it myself. Yeah, okay, let's get back in. Okay. Yeah, so Xbox so, sucks, right? No, God, it's awful. <laughs> right? who, would, who would buy that? Not me. Kyle, listen. Each and every week, each and every week, you can send your questions in via Twitter over at PS Trophy Room, or you can send it to the Kasha Day Trophy Room Discord server, and we answer them on the show. Or you could pen a letter to Andrew House himself. We'll read these answers or questions on the show. We have a fun time. This is my favorite part of the show here. I'm sorry for giggling yeah. so much right now, but uh, like after we were doing that whole whisper bit, uh-huh. I was like, "Oh God, I don't think I can noise gate this episode. It's gonna take all that out." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, oops. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it. Yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, that said, let's get. There's a lot of qu- questions on the list because everybody there's what one, two, three, four, it's big week. five, five pieces of letters. That's a lot of letters that I stole from, I'm sorry, borrowed from Andrew House. Yeah. Okay. Josh Drago writes in, and for the people that can't read sarcasm, I don't really do that. That's just the name of the segment. Anyway. Yeah. Josh Drago writes in. For do you those think who... I would allow a criminal on the show? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's not in America. Am I a criminal? Huh? CIA. Well, Dipl- <laughs> as, Diplomatic as immunity. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Josh Drago writes in. 
For those who pre-ordered Cyberpunk 2077, are you going to play as the male or female version of V? I'll pick a female because I want to make her look like Annalena Jolie. Or Ruby Rose. Step on me. Kyle. Oh my god, no. Kyle. Joe. Which... Are you are you going male V or fee, uh, female V? Uh, female V. Yeah, I, I like Whenever the I'm... shaved like head look mm-hmm. that she got uh, in the in the in the promos. What when I when I'm given a choice, I always go female option for the most part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, asks the word on the street is that uh, or, or sorry the word on the street is that the streets in Cyberpunk 2077 are littered with dildos. If you could overrun a video game with a ridiculous item, what would that be? What do you mean? First off, what do you mean the streets? Because this, I'm just thinking of like some lady, like laying on a fire hydrant, giving Main Street the show of their lifetime, and then just throwing it, throwing it on the side of the road. You know what I mean? I like to think in this dystopian future that Cyberpunk is. Uh-huh. It's an old lady. But she's not walking a dog. She's walking a robot, a robot dildo mm-hmm. on legs, just walking it on the streets. <laughs> it looks like a giant ant. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what else has legs in that world then? Oh, but man. what ridiculous item? What would it be? <sighs> but in, in what game? In what game? Ooh, what game would I want? A ridiculous item. Okay, I'm going to take from Joe. Okay. I'm going to say Bloodborne. Ooh, okay, what are we doing here? And it's littered with hula girls. Just little hula girls, like, dashboard uh, <laughs> springy things. <laughs> just everywhere. It, it's the bonfires. And yes! you tap it and it just does a little hula. And then the hunter does some lu- luau dancing. <laughs> I would love that. That's yeah. awesome. I was going to just say, like, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and he's just Spider-Man the cat. Everybody's just Spider-Man the cat. It's Cats. You remember the, the successful movie Cats? Bam. I Jason do. Derulo. <laughs> Jason. Everybody's a cat-human hybrid, and the item is just a little Jason Derulo's. <laughs> and they're all singing and oh, dancing. Wh- okay, wait. What, what's another game that this would work in? Uh, hmm. A Watch Dogs. Okay. And it's just littered with... Or no, a, a GTA game. Okay. Also, and, no, no, no. Flashlights. Uh, oh God, no! Stop it! Stop okay, derailing sorry. me with your debauchery. Um, <laughs> sorry, with with, with with kids' bop CDs, <laughs> and that's that's what you listen to on in the radio. It's kids' bop. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> God, what, remember being a kid? Like even the commercials, like you're not the Beatles. What is? What's yeah. little Jimmy doing singing here? How You're never you going anywhere, little to, Jimmy. To sing and dance these these popular songs. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Who? How do you even get that call? How do you find out that's right? a thing? <laughs> yeah, like oh, oh, your little Jimmy made the spelling bee. Uh, he's on track. My son's on track five of uh, Kids Bop. <laughs> right? Did a bunch of parents just get together and be like, "Hey, let's get our kids yeah. and let's re- rewrite all these popular songs." <laughs> yep. yep. And record a CD and get it in. Into what's, uh, what's better than than you know, oh god, like Paul McCartney singing, you know, on the White Album. What if we get Luke our seven year old son Jimmy <laughs> to sing all of Paul's parts, and our our daughter Janet to sing all of you know, <laughs> or be Ringo on the drums? Like I don't get it. Okay, 
<sighs> Parents, you know, your kids aren't that goddamn special. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry to God. tell you that. Except, you know, nah, I hate kids. All right. Heidendor is right. <laughs> sorry. Mr. Mitch George writes, with the launch of Cape Bishop and Avengers, is there any chance of a game to come, or for that game to come back? No. <laughs> I think there is. I think there's a chance. I don't think it's a chance, because here's the thing. Remember that raid was supposed to come out like a month after the game's release? Mm-hmm. It still doesn't have a clear end game. It just got its first character that was supposed to come out you know, a month into the game's release. I think COVID has definitely derailed production so much so that there's no way they can meet the demand that this audience wants from this game, especially as a games of service game. It's just not... It's just not there yet. And it, and it needed to be a few months ago, in all yeah, honesty. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But I think as we get more accustomed to yeah. this new normal, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully we are getting better in terms of like being a- people being able to get go back and work at the studio themselves and get yeah. on a more steady schedule, I, I feel like they might find their groove. And I think with each character that gets added, it might get a little bit better over time. So I still think there's hope. I think by next September, which would be a year out, I think the game will be a, a, a decent amount. You think they're going to have like a Taken King expansion? That'd be cool. Yeah. Like here are the X-Men, like an X-Men expansion. So you say that, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm back in. But again, like right? we just got Kate. We're still no, waiting for Spooder, man. And Black Panther. And Black Panther. Yeah. I, yeah. I, just, I, I mean, yeah. yeah it's yeah. in it's in danger, man. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And the audience is just not there. I wonder if if Kate really like, is is Kate really putting butts back in seats? I don't think as much as some people. She has would some like. interesting gameplay from what I've seen. Yeah. And that's I don't know. Cool. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I want this game to succeed, but I don't. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. And maybe I'm just Mister Negative, but that's what it is, you know. That said, Nakachaka writes in, hypothetically speaking, let's pretend that Santa's workshop and delivery system ain't working right now. After all, it's 2020. Everyone on the nice list will receive the same gift and same goes for the people on the naughty list. The only things coming from the workshop this year are PlayStation 5s, Xbox Series Xs, and Nintendo Switches. What will Santa give to people on the nice list? And the naughty in the naughty list, and what will he keep for himself? Interesting. He's given everybody a Nintendo Switch. He's crafting his own PS5. He's a scalper. It's <laughs> <laughs> like now that there is no more PS5s huh. on market, you have to go through me. Start the bidding at ten thousand dollars. Santa okay. has a student loan that he needs to pay off. <laughs> Part of me feels uh-huh. Santa is this holly jolly person okay. who wants to share the joy and the love. Uh-huh. So I think he's giving everyone PS5s. I mean, we just learned it's the top of Google searches. Right. I think he... <laughs> this is going to sound like a fanboy attack on Xbox. I don't oh, mean it this way. I'm sorry. All right. Prepare for the comments. Everybody direct he's all your going- hate over here. <laughs> God, Stevenson. He's going to give everyone uh, uh, on the naughty list a Nintendo Switch. Oh, okay. We well, says naughty and nice are getting the same gift. 
That's mm-hmm. how I read it. No, I, I think people on the nice list get one thing, naughty list get one thing, and then Santa keeps the other thing to himself. Oh, so okay. I, I think if this is Santa, is this holly jolly person? Mm-hmm. He he gives everyone on the nice list PS fives. Mm-hmm. He gives everyone on the naughty list Nintendo Switches because of the online system and and keeping games <laughs> locked for a couple months is ridiculous. and how they treat their fan base. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, and not then Xbox Series X, he gets to keep to himself because he doesn't want anyone to be upset because there's nothing to play on it. Anything Whoa, new. Oh, the salt. <laughs> Did you see that? Direct all the hate at Mr. Casey. Let's rewind let, let's rewind ten minutes when we <laughs> yeah. were whispering. That little that little bit. Remember okay. that? Remember that? Uh Z Child writes in. You, or first off, I would say PS fives. I was going nice. to say Nintendo switches to Naughty List, but I was going to say, to be a real dick, you give it all the Naughty List people Series S's because it's not as good. Oh, and it looks like, okay. like from, what, from what I'm seeing, it's not selling that well. And so, like, <laughs> then, because like, it's like, seriously, I saw for like a day and a half, it's just available at Best Buy. Nobody's like, this is supposed to be the ticket in. And it looks like, like so people are like, ah, oh, but, it, it, and it would piss people off too because it's just like, it's not the one I wanted. <laughs> I said X, not S, Nana. You dumb old bro. Get back outside. Put your mask on. And wait no, outside off, the game. I'll give you a sleeping bag. Go sleep outside Go. in the cold night of December. Yeah. Get me that no sex. Z Child writes it. After <laughs> we just sent Grandma to her grave. Dear Mr. Andrew House, what remake from the PS... I love how Z Child's writing this to Andrew House. Big up, oh, CZ Child. Dear Mr. Andrew House, what remake from PS1 and PS2 era was in progress while you were at Sony and they kept working on uh, and plan to reveal at the Game Awards? Question mark. Basically, what PS1 uh, or PS2 era game remake would you like to see revealed at the Game Awards? ZZ Child again. Big props to you. That's the question of the day. Again, you got a character for it. I, I appreciate that extra level. That extra commitment, even. Wait, um, I don't know if I could pick just one. I think. I think. Listen. I think we're gonna get Silent Hills. But okay. how crazy would it be if Sony was just like, "Hey, y'all," or like, or like, like the screen goes black and you just hear like the exclamation point sound of Metal Gear, and it's like mm. Blue Point Games, with partnered with Kojima Productions. Metal Gear Solid remake. I could see something similar to when Sekiro was first announced. When I had From Software game and it was that that mm. spindle or Yeah. The, it's his, I, his what it's his called. Arm. Yeah, and everyone was like, is that Bloodborne 2? Because we didn't have a name or anything. And it's just like from Blue Point Games and then all you see is the exclamation point yeah. and then the PlayStation logo and that's all you see. Mm-hmm. That would be super Or cool. you just hear hear Bill Hader's voice. Like Snake. No, not Bill Hader. Snake. What did I, what did I say? Bill Hader's SNL guy. Shit. The the time I remember is uh, David Hader. David, David Hader, Hader, thank you. Uh both talented. <laughs> but like, yes. yeah, you hear David Hader's voice going like Snake reporting it. Now I want Stefan in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh selfishly, what I would love is for Star Ocean a second story RPG to be the remake. Okay. I would love a Tomba remake. Tomba. I would love a Brave Fencer Musashi, which is one of the best games on the PlayStation 1. Um, PS2 era, man. Give me that one's fucking a little time splitters, you cowards. Oh, time splitters, for sure. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Catalyst 313 writes in. First off, 313. Oh, Legend of Dragoon. Oh, sorry. Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rest in peace, Star Wars 1313. Speaking of Catalyst 313. (laughs) With the rise in popularity of the Viking culture in Norse mythology, with the show Vikings and the games like Valhalla and God of War, is there other culture or mythology you'd like to see portrayed Mm. in video games? Um, And is there more you'd like to see done with Norse mythology? Like in Ragnarok. I just want to see whatever Corey Barlog does. You know, yeah. let, let, let him do what, what Corey needs to do. When it comes to mythology, we see a lot of Greek. We see a lot of Norse. Um, even like, you know, the Egyptian uh, gods as well. Um, I would like to see Chinese mythology is pretty interesting that I don't know too much about. Um, that would be pretty rad. Or even, like... Well, uh, that's the DLC for Immortals. Oh, is it really? It's the Chinese mythology, yeah. Yeah, I would like to I would like to see what that pantheon really looks like. Or, again, like the Aztec uh, gods, or Incan. Like yeah. Like, Central yeah, yeah. and South American, uh, you know, gods. That'd be That'd great. Be dope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on the Aztec or Inca one. I also... I really want a... a, a another shot of Egyptian gods and mythology because they're super cool. We got them in AC Origins. Right. Uh, But, like, I want to see a game outside of that, outside of Ubisoft. Like a God of War, like, what would that look like with, like, Anubis and shit like that? With Ra and Anubis? Yeah, Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. But then I think of that one movie that came out with the guy from 300, I think. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, um, Jamie Lannister. I Jamie Lannister. God, that abomination. What is film. that movie called? Yeah. Hold God, on. I don't know. I don't know. That but yeah, that's bad. what I, that's what I like to see. Give us something that's out, outside of what we're usually into. And don't say Roman, because Romans is literally like Greek, but like they, that was straight up. Oh, it's dangerous. literally called Gods of Egypt. <laughs> God, that movie. How about that? Uh, and with that, that's been all the questions of the week. Of course, though. Before we end the show, uh, what we like to do each and every week, and what we're going to actually start from scratch next year so that I can start actually tallying down all the reviews that we get, because we get quite a few each and every week, and I forgot to do this last week, so I want to shout out a five-star review. Again, send us any five-star review. We'll read it on the show. Uh, Send a five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. Again, We'll read it on the show, give you a nice big old shout out. The title of the one is PS Trophy Room, like our Twitter handle. Thank you. And this comes from Thunder123534. Almost got me there, Thunder, did you? Huh? Huh? (laughs) Dyslexia didn't kick in there. (laughs) Hi, guys. This is the best podcast for games out there. I myself am a PS5 user, and their podcast says PlayStation, but all game gamers will enjoy two best friends talking about video games. Their commitment is top tier, and I really, really enjoy listening. Keep gaming. I like that. And if there's an undertone that we can... We, we can, or whatever we can use here, it's that review. So thank you so much, Absolutely. Thunder. One, two, three, four, five, three, four. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. With that, Kyle, that's the end of the show. Whew. I know. It's been a lot. And again, when it comes to the reviews and stuff, uh, when we hit 200 reviews, we'll give another next-gen game away. And starting next year, 
we're going to start back on the list because, boy, oh, boy, Joe's disorganized. And Joe needs to get a list together. Because I like every time I'm like, wait, did we already read this last week or two weeks ago? I have no idea. So we got to get better on that. I will get better on that uh, next week. Or sorry, in the beginning of the year. Uh, but Kyle, hey, is there anything hey. you want to pimp out before you head on out here? Yeah, as always, I like to pimp out myself, Mr. K Step on Twitter and on PSN. Almost went into my old username. It was real. It was right there at the tip of my tongue. Um, you can find everything I do in the indie gaming world and covering indie games over at six one indie dot com, YouTube dot com slash six one indie, and at six one indie on Twitter uh, and Twitch as well. Just search six one indie and you'll find us. Um, we cover indie games. We're 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 just starting up. We're growing and it'd be awesome to see you over there and show us some love on that side and support the little guys because indie games are awesome yeah they really are and um you guys have an interview with the creative director of five dates that we writer and director of five dates uh mike uh one of my buddies over there along with mario rivera who was a guest on this show a couple weeks ago over at dual shockers um yeah they interviewed the writer of five dates and it was it's pretty great yeah and of course, gang, listen, if you just listened to this this morning, hey, this afternoon, <laughs> Game Awards, you get we're more streaming. Starting at 2 p.m., we're going to do our Extra Life stream. We're streaming for charity. Uh, we'll be playing the first hour of Cyberpunk. We'll be playing some Fortnite afterwards. Whatever happens, happens. The Knights of Puppy will be then streaming. It's going to turn into a full-time doc. Uh, <laughs> then we'll be streaming our Real Talk Radio. I know some patrons are like, hey, where's Real Talk Radio? We're streaming it live for everybody, and then that will be out for all patrons on Friday. Uh, just us taking questions from the stream, from the audience, so please step on by there. And of course, we'll be streaming the whole uh, Game Awards and giving our thoughts of the show and all the big news that comes out of there, and that will go live on Friday as well. So with all that said, you can find this show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find the video version of this show on uh, YouTube at The Trophy Room, a PlayStation show. You can find the PlayStation Podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast services, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play. Again, wherever you get your podcasts, please, 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 if you can, hit us with that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. So with all that said... With all that out of the way, everybody, thank you so much. Again, this is one of those, we had a big conversation, an important one. We got passionate. Thank you for hanging in there with us while we got all angry and shit. Um, and thank you for listening, as always, each and every week. It really does make our hearts sing. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. We love you. Treat everybody with respect. And be safe. Watch your hands.